What's up, guys? Welcome back to Spill Mama, the podcast for all things mama. No matter what stage of motherhood you're in, we are here for you. I'm Taylor. And I'm Carly. Okay, this week's episode is a highly anticipated anticipated. one. (laughs) We talked about it, I think, in season one. Yeah. And, and we really wanted to do it in season two, but... We did. So the plan was to have our mother-in-laws come on, but yeah. it just is not. It just didn't work out with yeah. schedules and everything. My mother-in-law's um, in the middle of the state, so it just was a lot. But yeah. we wanted to get to it, so... Definitely, um, and give it the time it deserves. Yeah, so we... <laughs> However, we only record for like 45 minutes, so like yeah. we could never touch on everything, you know? No, no, no. <laughs> so it's just... This is me more hearing from y'all. Um, yeah, had some really good stuff to say. Yeah, and I think it's so anticipated because like the mother in law daughter in law relationship can mm-hmm. be a tricky one. Like yeah. it can be. I feel like it's like villainized in so many ways, but yeah. I think it's because it is just like a harder relationship to yeah. like work through at times. But it can be amazing. So yeah, we want to say up front that we know like every single mother in law daughter in law relationship is so different, yeah. and we will never sit here and pretend to like know your situation and know your story and everything. We're just going to kind of speak. We're even not going to get like that detailed about our own relationships because, you know, we want to protect that privacy too, but we can only speak on our own experiences and like what's worked and what hasn't worked. And And it's not one size fits all. Like, right. You know, I'm sure there, like there's people that have really bad relationships with their moms, but have great relationships with their, great relationships with their mother-in-laws. And I saw a lot of that. Yeah. And vice versa. And sometimes it's just great all around, which is amazing. Amazing. So it's different for everybody. And, but it does seem to be that in general, it's a harder relationship because it is nuanced and it's got a lot of like weird aspects to it. Just weird dynamics because I mean, you are merging two families and like, you know, it's just, Whenever that happens, there's always going to be like interesting yeah, dynamics. So for sure. we, of course, went to our Instagram mm-hmm. and asked you guys some questions. And it really was like I was, I felt like a lot of the answers were the same, yeah. which shows that like, you know, a lot of people do feel the same. But. Yeah, agreed. Um, let's go. I want to go through um, followers' answers first and okay. then we can answer them because yeah. I think like some of it is stuff that I hadn't thought about or the way that people phrase it is really good. Really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so the first question was, why do you think there is such a negative connotation around the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship? Um, Someone said different upbringings and control issues. Uh, Moms want to help and daughter-in-laws can find it intrusive, which I think is a really... I think that's probably like the biggest one for me, in my opinion. like Because it's like... It, they're just a lot of the times mother in laws I feel like are really trying to help. Agreed. And it's just our own, like, at least for me, it's like my own, like, well, I can do it myself. You yeah. Know? <laughs> well, I mean, so much of conflict comes down to like it's people's own insecurities sure. coming through of like where I'm sure it's like the mom feels the mother in law, the mom of the man, I was about to say boy, <laughs> man. <laughs> man feels not as needed anymore yes. and like as a mom you just implicitly feel needed from I yeah. mean, you're needed from the very beginning and sure. you want to keep feeling needed yes and then as a wife it's like you're stepping into this new role and you're like taking care of them yeah and then yeah you're feeling like am I not good enough so right. I'm sure that's you could, if you really boiled it down like that is probably under the surface of course there's different things toxic relationships whatever but yeah. like 
I bet that would be the baseline of a lot of it. If you yeah. talked it out, it probably would be. Not to mention, like, most often, mother-in-laws have a lot more experience. Yeah. And, like, it would be hard. I've, like, thought about this myself. It would be hard, you know, watching your child and yeah. their family if you thought something, you know, if you had an opinion on it. You no, know what I mean? Completely. It would be really hard to not kind of step in because yeah. you've been the parent for so long and you're used to stepping in. So, I, I mean, I totally understand it. Yeah, agreed. Um, um, what's the next one? Someone said wives expected to baby mama's little boy. <laughs> I never felt, I've never felt that. No, me yeah. either. But I know people who have yeah. and like that, that can get a little tricky. That definitely, I mean, we'll get into people's like tips, boundaries that they set. Like that's definitely a conversation to be had. So is that mean like she's saying, like she's expected like, to baby her husband. Like oh, how I gotcha. yeah. his mom did. Got it. Yeah. And like how the mom did certain things. Yeah. 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 Sticky. No, I'm not your mama. <laughs> yeah. That's what she put. I didn't put that on there. <laughs> not your mama. Um, I've read somewhere a baby boy is a mother's last true love. Maybe that's why. Okay. Did you see like that Instagram reel that went around and it was like it had some, it was like talking about how a son is a mother's last true love. And I feel like having a son now, mm-hmm. I, I really can see how it would be so hard to disconnect. Yeah. And I feel like that's helped me in, in having a little more grace in situations because I can... Like, I just think about how I would want my son and daughter-in-law to treat me. And, you know, it's just a, it is a love. Like, you can't explain it. Not that I don't love my daughter any less. No, no, I know. Well, I don't, I don't have a son, so I can't relate to that because I, and, you know, not every daughter and mother relationship is great, but it is kind of this built-in thing of it and feels more natural that daughters stay closer to their moms than sons do. Yes. But, yeah, and also, like, you don't, like, you could be... You, Carly, could be the most chill, amazing mm-hmm. boy mom, future mother-in-law of all time, but you you don't have any control over who he marries. Exactly. And what and if he marries? Not get al- she may just may right. not get along. Like, y'all just like, may not be compatible at all, yeah. which would be really sad, but it's yeah. one of those things of, like, you can do everything right, but right. it doesn't guarantee anything. That's such a good point, too, because I feel like that's just, like, relinquishing that control yeah. of, like, it's sometimes I really do think it is out of your control completely. Like, it's not anything you know, mm-hmm. you're doing wrong. It's just maybe the relationship is just harder because yeah. your personalities yeah. don't vibe or whatever. Agreed. So that, yeah, I definitely feel that one. Um, and then someone said, some moms have trouble letting go, not being number one woman in their son's life anymore, which I think that and then like that and then the combination of like moms wanting to help and daughter-in-laws finding yeah. intrusive, I feel like that is the baseline of so many issues. Yeah. And I think that's like, that is something that I feel like like even me looking at now, like I am trying to like figure out ways to be able to disconnect because like it's going to happen. Like River's going to grow up and he's going to get married and he is supposed to have a woman that he is a hundred percent. Like that's his new family, you know? And that's a hard pill to swallow, but like that's healthy. And that's, I would imagine that's going to be so hard. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) And it's so weird because it's like such a contradiction of, like what you feel is just a human because your job is to raise them and like release yeah. them into the world. I know. But then you actually have to like yeah. do it and follow through. Yeah, that's really hard. One of my friends, she told me once, and I just love this, she was like, it always helped her in remembering that like we were just called to shepherd she- she- blah, 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 blah. <laughs> shepherd our kids <laughs> on this earth. Yeah. Like we are not where they're moms but really like we are just called to shepherd them on this earth and do what we can and raise them and that just like has always stuck with me and I think I will try to remember that like moving forward well it's you knowing that you like 
really could do everything right and everything could still go wrong is like yeah. equal parts terrifying, but equal parts right. like reassuring because it's like yeah. you you can only do so much. Yeah, you know, and they're not hours. Yeah. In the long so what? <laughs> what do you? What would your answer be to um, that question? Okay, so I think. For me, I've had to learn. So David and I have only been married like five and a half years. Yeah. Um, but I've known his I've known his family since I was little. Right. Like my parents were knew his parents. So I love my in-laws so much and I love my mother-in-law. But I think it was a really hard like getting married and especially like once we've had kids, being able like feeling like I wanted to like be the woman of our house, you mm-hmm. know, and not that like I go and I ask my mom and I ask my mother-in-law questions all the time, mm-hmm. like recipes and whatnot, but just feel like I want to be the one that asks her yeah. and her not feel, you know, feel the need to tell me her opinion. Yeah. And I feel like that's been, it's been a relationship that we both had to work at. And yeah. I asked her last night cause I told her we were recording uh-huh. and I just said like, what's something that you would say that you've learned? And she said, her and my mom actually both said, that you know, not offering your opinion unless it's asked. Which yeah. how hard is that to do in so general? Hard. <laughs> well, even with, I'm sure even well, I know because I've talked to my mom about this. Even with not like sons and daughter in laws, even yeah. with daughters, yes. and like that's such a big part of, so adult, of parenting adult children. I yes, think. and not offering it unless asked. Like I, I really can't imagine. But then yeah. my mother in law also said communicating face-to-face for mm. me and her, because we, and she wouldn't care if I shared this, there have been a couple of times where, you know, through text message yeah. or even if it was something that she said that hurt my feelings, if we had all, like, texted about it, it just got blown up. Right. But then as soon as we sat down and we looked at each other and we were like, I love you and yeah. I want this relationship to be so great, but, like, this hurt my feelings, yeah. you know? And I think that has been really crucial for me. And and. And other relationships too, but especially the mother in law is just yeah. making sure like if something hurts my feelings, I tell her. And in that person. is so yeah. uncomfortable at first and it's so awkward, but yeah. like it's so important to do. Yeah. Especially if you like I mean, I love her and I want that relationship. So it's just important to get it out of the way earlier because if not, it just builds and builds yeah. and builds and then you're like, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna explode, you know? Yeah. Completely. So yeah. What about you? Um so I talked to my mother-in-law last night as well, and um, I didn't ask her these questions, but we were just talking because she saw on Instagram that we were going to talk about it. And yeah. she was like, are you going to talk about our <laughs> journey? And I was like, well, I hadn't really planned on it. Um, and, you know, I was like, because you're not here and to tell your side of it. And I just don't think, that, like, I don't think that's mm-hmm. ever fair just to tell mm-hmm. one side of a story. Um, and she was like, no, you can't. It's such a, like, cool, redemptive story. So we... I'm not going to go into like major details because I don't think that's fair. But and I also have a terrible memory. But, and this <laughs> Y'all have been long, together for a long yeah. This time. happened a long time ago. Yeah. So Neil and I got married super young, um, which I know we've talked about before. But I was 22, about to be 23, and Neil had, was about to turn 22, so he was 21. And Holy day! So we didn't even know how to be like grown ups. Yeah, you know, much less have like healthy. You're still growing up yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like the way that all would have would have gone down if we'd gotten married, like now versus then is insane. So um Neil did a lot growing up. He like did a lot of stuff around the house for his mm-hmm. mom and um his mom worked full time and was like she 
was the HBIC, like, mm-hmm. head bitch in charge. She was. like, <laughs> I was she, wondering what that was. <laughs> Have you never heard that? No. I was like, where are you going with that? Um, so she, you know, she paid all the bills. Like, she did everything. And um, Neil did a lot of, like, the uh, manual labor around the mm-hmm. house. Like, and and they were kind of buddies. Like, he, they both, like, like enjoyed doing the same things. Mm-hmm. And um, so... When he went to college, Neil just like <laughs> Neil did not look back. Like, as literally as soon as Christmas break hit in college, I was home the second that I right, could be. That was me. Neil was home like Christmas Eve night. Like that is wild. Oh yeah, because he lived. With, I mean, he just he lived with a bunch of guys, which I I lived with a bunch of girls, and I yeah. loved being at school. But also like I just loved being home. Same. Um, which again, I think was it's probably more of like a daughter son mm-hmm. thing. Um. And it would make his mom really sad, and he yeah. would just, like, put it off. And then literally, like, the day after Christmas, he would head back. And it was like that all the time. Like, he just didn't yeah. really And now home. that you're saying this, this is, like, I even think about my brother. Like, yeah. very similar. So I yeah. wonder if that is just a gender I'm thing. I'm sure it know? is. I'm sure it's not, like, you know, all-encompassing. Yeah. But I think in general. Um, and he was just ready to be, like, on his own, be yeah. done. And I was independent, but I also still loved, like, being yeah. a part of— Not that Neil didn't love being a part of his family, but— you know, he just was ready to do his own thing. Yeah. So um, I think that started to like hurt her feelings. He ignored her phone calls all the time. I'm really throwing you under the bus, but he would say it now. <laughs> but boys, that's just boys. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Like I would talk to my mom every day in college. Same. And Neil would, Leanne would call every day, but Neil would, not, would pick up like maybe once a week or just text her. That is so similar to my brother. I can't speak for David because I really don't know, but I, yeah. I think that is just so common. Yeah. Yeah. So they already had kind of had like a little bit of a, like he was making it clear that he didn't need her. Yeah. Um, But he never like addressed it. And then we got married the week after we graduated <sighs> and we immediately moved to North Carolina far away from people. And um, Leanne and I had a great relationship when we were dating. Like, yeah. um, I didn't really, I wasn't ever super close with her, but like below a surface level, but we, you know, talked and we're fine. And then we got married and I started to feel like what the first person said, like, she's kind of trying to control a few things yeah. like, um, you know, and like bringing up like finance, which granted we were 21 and 22. We didn't yeah. know what we were doing. We were making dumb financial decisions, but yeah. It also was one of those things of like we didn't ask, and it was just like where's the line mm-hmm. of like like what we've been talking about, just giving unsolicited advice. So yeah. a lot of things happened that I won't go into detail into because she's not here to to share. Um, but we ended up having a huge blowout argument because I called Leanne because Neil like and again Neil would. We, we would talk about all of this. It's like completely different now, but Neil was super passive and did not address it. Yeah. And finally I got fed up and I called her one day and I was such a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and you I let it build up. Yeah. And yeah. I was so young and immature and I did not like, I, I'm sure I was calm in the conversation, but this was still back when that I, back when I didn't know that I could come across as harsh. Yeah. Like, like, I knew that I spoke my opinion, but I didn't know that right. I had no problem saying black and white things that really should be, like, colored a little bit. Yeah. Um. So I just laid it out on the line, and I <laughs> told her all oh of the things God. that she didn't know about herself. And, like, <laughs> I mean, I was such an ungrateful little brat. Um, and she was naturally very upset. It did not go well. Um, and she ended up talking to Neil and it became this whole thing. And oh man, she said things that were unkind and I know she regrets cause we've talked about it. I said things I regret. Um, 
And it ended up becoming this like six to eight month battle where like yeah. we didn't talk to them for a couple of months. Yeah. Um, we ended up going to counseling, which was really good because it did affirm like there were some boundaries being crossed. Right. And some control issues on her part. But there also were a lot of like unspoken expectations on my part. There was a lot of passivity from Neil. And then yeah. also just like I wasn't respecting her as a person. Yeah. And like my and even and just and the mother of like Neil's yeah, mom too. Yeah. yeah. Um, so through lots of counseling and talking, we ended up talking to them in person one time on the way back. Like we hadn't talking we hadn't spoken in a long time and we ended up going over there to talk in person, which also did not go well. It took a long time and it took like just space and some growing up on my part and some self-reflection on her part because for a while she really stood the ground of she didn't see anything like that she was doing wrong. Yeah. Um, But she ended up writing me a letter, which was really sweet. I mean, honestly, it just kind of like naturally healed. And before we had Sayla, I would say we were in like a better place, but we never really addressed it. Yeah. Um, and then we had Sayla and we were in the NICU for two and a half weeks and she like, Neil had to go back to work at some point. So she and my mom took turns coming to stay in the NICU with me cause it was so emotionally draining, draining right. and like just, I mean, I was a basket case and, um, that was really the first time that I've like needed her yeah. and I had wow. to lean on her and yeah. it complete for me, that's when it come, like we had like quote unquote healed it before that. But I would say for me, it was a bandaid because I wasn't, but it put me, it humbled me into such a position of like, I need help. And it made me see her as more of a human, which sounds terrible. I saw her as a human before, but it was one of those things of like, she loves you. She loves Neil. She loves Sayla. Like she, and And appreciate her. yeah, Yeah. And we ended up having a conversation about it. Um, I think a couple of months after Sayla was, was born, where we both apologized and we were like, we were like both of us made mistakes. And I said, you know, I was so dumb and young and immature and that's not an excuse, but I should absolutely not have said any of that. And you know, if I could go back and do it all differently, I would like, there's not one thing I would keep the same. Yeah. Um, and I'll like address what we would do differently. I, I just think this is like so beautiful because like a lot of people, like like we said earlier, therapy is sometimes necessary yeah. at times and like, or just time in general and a lot yeah. of grace and like communication. So like if you're in a similar situation, I think Taylor and her family is just such a beautiful picture of like, it's not just like a quick fix, you know, no, there it are takes some time. Yeah. And especially I think there's when, some deep rooted things. Yeah. Especially when, yeah. People, when you say, when you say hurtful things and you hear hurtful things, like it's a, apologizing isn't just going to erase that because sure, we're humans, yeah. especially if you're someone like me, who's very prideful and can hold grudges. Like it takes a lot of humbling for me yeah. to work through me that. Too. And I know that, but it's, but now like yeah. I talk to her Almost every day. That's amazing. Um, she's retired, so she's the first phone call I make when Sailor needs childcare. Yes. I mean, like we, yeah, Sailor goes and hangs out with her all the time. Yeah, she yeah. and um, because I mean, she has like, and she would say like, she has a lot of time. Yeah. Um, and my my mom is obviously sees her a lot too, but she's uh, she's still raising little people or big people now in high school. But um, I, if you had told me five, six years ago that Leanne and I would talk all the time and that like my kids would go stay with her and I wouldn't stress about it, I would have laughed in your face. (laughs) I think that's amazing. But it's just, I mean, all the time my friends like from high school are like, I just cannot believe 
Because they know. complete yeah. redemption story this is. Because, it's amazing. Oh, because I like. Y'all should write a book. <laughs> I did not like Leanne like, yeah. in that time period. And I'm sure she didn't like me either. Um, and it turns out we're actually just, we're very similar, which yeah. I think is a lot of issues too for Probably. daughter and mother-in-laws mm-hmm. is like, we both are natural leaders and we just yeah. take stuff on and we end up being the HBIC a lot. And so it was <laughs> yes. like two HBICs. And you're like, wait, but I'm the new HBIC. But I'm the HBIC in my house. <laughs> yes. You can be in your house, but not in mine. That's amazing. So um, anyways, I hope I didn't like do anything, say anything that would offend her because she's not here to tell her side, but that's how no, I remember I mean, it. And yes. it was like... It's definitely, I mean, it was honestly, it was just the Lord that it's like all better. I think it's incredible. Yeah. And like, we still have like boundaries and we do or don't do certain things. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not all perfect. But yeah. it, And I was going to ask you this because I, while you were talking, I was thinking about this. I think one thing that's been interesting for me to navigate through is like traditions. Do you yeah. guys, Did you guys ever have like any conversations like that? Because like for us... And I, I can so see it because, like, you know, you make traditions with your kids. And yeah. then even when they're grown up and they have gr- and they have their own kids, you want to continue yeah. those. But then, like, you know, I've told David, like, I want to make our own traditions, right. you know? So I think that's got to be a balance of, like, respecting yes. your in-laws and those traditions and doing some of them. But it's okay to say no to some of those, too, because yeah. you're doing your own thing, you know? We, but that's been an interest—that's been another— Yeah, we didn't really— my my family had a lot. Also, oh, also this is worth mentioning. Uh, we spent such an unfair amount of time with my family versus Neil's family. Oh yes, in that time period, um, which was so unfair. Yeah, um, that was like also a big part of it. Like there was a lot of tension there, which I think we'll talk about later in the episode because people brought that up. But I think it's the expectations thing. I think yeah. like I wish, and that will be my advice to anybody who asks into our kids is like. We think it is a very, very big deal that at the beginning, before you get married, yeah. conversations are had with both sets of parents yes. about expectations, like holidays, how much time Everything. is spent, like beach vacations. Um, you don't have to think about kids yet, but when you get to kids, yeah. you need to have a conversation. But like phone calls, drop-ins, if you live in the same town, like I think that should be a requirement <laughs> before you get married. <laughs> Absolutely. And because... And I, I think I wrote this down too. I that was a big one for me is drop-ins mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. both of our parents lived within five minutes of us. Yeah, and um, that wasn't necessarily like upheld early on. Yeah. and I, even though I love having people in my home and I'm very outgoing, I am not okay with a drop-in. Like, no, do not drop either. into my house. Yeah. I'm just, I don't know why I'm that way. I just want to know that you know, yeah. I want to know if you're coming over. No, I think a lot just, of people are I, like that. Yeah, I think it's just a respectful type of thing. But Agreed. I think that is the best advice is just doing it beforehand like if you don't care about drop-ins that's fine but like you know just go ahead and laying everything out that you can see in your mind things that would bother you moving forward well even and I think that like even if it is a tense relationship a good way to say is like we're doing this with both sets of parents and even if like one set of your parents you're good you should still talk about it because like we were good with my parents, but we've still had stuff come up since we've gotten married of expectations that weren't right. met by either side. Yeah. Because we felt like everything was fine and we didn't need to talk about it. Yeah. But we should have. So I was actually gonna bring it up later, but I will now because it's it like is perfect for that. I was just talking to my sister in law last night mm-hmm. and she went back to work after she had her daughter and she her mom and mother in law are helping keep her daughter on different days and she had them both come to her house. At the same time, and oh, she smart. talked with both of them, and I asked her if I could say this. And she was like, I wanted to do that, A, she was like, because I didn't want to say it twice. Yeah. <laughs> and B, because I wanted them to see that I wasn't giving 
either of them different instructions. Yep. Like I had the same expectations for both of them. Mm-hmm. Like I just thought that was such That's a really diplomatic good. way of doing things because that way there's not as much jealousy in between them too, yeah. you know, or see, thinking like one person is getting to see her more or whatever. It just like makes kind of everything on the even playing field. Yeah. I don't know. I was like, I am so proud of you for doing that. That's really smart. That was so smart. And like looking back, I wish I would have done that prior to kids too. Yeah. You know, because I feel like that mom and mother-in-law relationship can be like the grandmas. Right. That can be a tricky one too. Yeah. So anyways, I yeah, thought that well, was really you don't, great. You don't love your son anymore more or less than you love your daughter. And right. so, yeah, why would you not want to, like, now as a mom, if I ever have a son, I'm like, yeah, I want to be treated the same. I yeah. know the relationship is different, but it's still my kid who right. I loved and raised the same exactly as my daughter. And you will love the grandkids. And, yeah. I mean, yeah, like you're... <laughs> So, yeah, it is. I don't know. I was really proud of her for that. Yeah, that's that's really smart. I think that would be a really good way. I mean, maybe not having the expectations conversation with them together, but but communicating like we are doing yeah. this the same. Yeah. And I think like if you find yourself favoring one family or the other, I'm sorry, that's a you thing. <laughs> like, So I and I think I'm just curious on your opinion yeah. on this. Do you think a lot of the times it's usually with the girl? Like you I spend do. more time with the yeah. girl's family? Yeah. So I think that is probably true in just relationships yeah. that I have seen. I don't think that's the case with my family necessarily, yeah. but I think that is very common. I um, think so too. And I think it's like, I know it feels more natural, but it is one of those things of like, and of course there's situations where it doesn't make sense. Like maybe you live closer to your family sure. and your husband's family's across the country. Sure. But it is one of those things of like, you have to work to find ways to make it even because like, it's not your job to fix if there is like unhealth or whatever, but it right. is your job to treat your mother-in-law right. with respect and to treat her again, the way you would want to be treated. Yeah. And I mean, my parents are divorced, so I have an extra set. Like my, you know, I just, I really have to think about, and I don't do a great job of it, but I really have to think about even times because I want my kids to know all of the grandparents equally, but it's just hard. It is hard. And I remember when we were going through all that, like I felt so, I felt so slighted and so frustrated. And so I lashed out and like didn't make an effort and didn't even really care how it made her feel and that was my fault like that was so unfair and so immature of me to think like well if this is the treatment you're giving this is what you're gonna receive back yeah but I feel like that's just also like growing up and like we're like you know oh I would never do that now at (laughs) almost 31 like I would be mortified if if I could hear that conversation played back to me right now I would crawl under a rock and die like but it's part of growing up and like learning yourself and learning like the bad parts of yourself (laughs) the really (laughs) ugly parts of yourself yeah okay wow that was a lot in the first question sorry (laughs) I just I knew I wanted to tell that story it just it was long that was amazing okay next question was a few words or a sentence to describe your relationship with your mother-in-law. We asked you guys this. Um, someone said, walking on eggshells. I never feel like I'm enough. Boundaries, guarded, surface level. Someone said, would do anything for her and appreciate her, but only in doses. Yeah. Um, we see some things differently, but can be honest and open with love. People said, amazing, very close. Um, someone said, difficult, terrible, non-existent. Um, and then someone said, once we set solid boundaries, it's been much better. Mm. So really all over the place. Yeah, which um, is cool to see. Like it is. it's not all bad and yeah. and a lot of it is like 
even when it's great, there's still boundaries. Just right. like every great relationship. Like you and I have boundaries. Exactly. You know? Me and my mom have boundaries. Yeah, like, like it's it's such an important part of a healthy relationship. Yes. And I think when I don't know if it was in this question, but later on a lot of a lot of people said that they didn't have a great relationship with their mom mm-hmm. and that how they felt like the Lord put their mother in law in their lives for yeah. a reason. And I just thought that was so beautiful and like how that could be, that's another redemptive story, you know, and then it just doesn't have to be so doom and gloom. Well, and like it's, well, never mind. I'll get to this. This is is later on. Um, What would you, would you say your relationship has improved or gotten worse since getting married? Like relationship with the mother-in-law, 76% said improved, 24% said gotten worse, Um, which is interesting. I thought it would be more the other way. Yeah, I did too, for Mm -hmm. sure. What about, what would you say? Um, I mean, it definitely got worse at first, but yeah. now it's a lot better. So I, I was going to say, I don't think it's like a linear thing. Mm-mm. I love my mother-in-law, but and I feel, but there have been times where like, you know, there's more tension than others. Yeah. And then I feel like we are in a really, really good place where I just, I love and respect her so much. And right. I see how much she loves my kids. Yeah. And she's just such a great grandmother. So, but I think... There, there's been a lot of me relinquishing some like mm-hmm. <laughs> just pride yeah. of like, okay, but this is my schedule and my, you know, and just relinquishing that has been a big deal for me. Not to say she has had to learn boundaries too, you know, like we've talked about and, you know, what, when and what not to say. Yeah. It's so so hard because like you're not peers, like you're not friends. Right. Um, It's someone who's older and wiser than you, but also it's one of those things of like, if they have, if, and maybe a lot of people have mother-in-laws that have thought of boundaries and like, like, are like hopefully what we're saying now hopefully carries with us when we are mother in law. So exactly. like we want to do it. And I think it is a relatively new conversation. Yeah, I do too. I with think our so. generation because yeah. we love to talk about our feelings so much. Yeah. <laughs> so I think but it all it's it's so hard because it's like how do you talk to someone who's not your peer and say like I don't feel respected sure. or I feel yeah. whatever and uh I think a lot of people have their husbands or partners do it, which I think is big, but Again, like at some point, you have to talk you to have them to. too. Yeah, you do because it's your feelings. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's not you don't have someone just speaking for you. Yeah, and I think one thing that's interesting because you said like the generational thing. I remember specifically my mother in law talking about her mother in law yeah. and how her mother in law would do things and. Don't I like literally David's grandmother was like a saint, yeah. but she would overstep boundaries and make decisions for David and his sister, and yeah. it bothered my mother in law. And so I think like. You know, she like when I would when my mother in law would do things, I'd be like, "But th- these are the things that you were annoyed with, yeah. you know." But I think like this is a good reminder for me. It's like so innate, it's to, so innate, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, the things that bother me right now, like I need to remember that moving forward. Right. Like it, it's just, but I can imagine you just kind of forget. Like, oh yeah, well every it's time. like I mean it's like we say that right now. Yeah, but just like we said before we had kids, like we'll never do so we'll and so, never they'll never eat so and so, and now they yeah. do, and it's like. You just don't know until you're in it. Exactly. And you are going to mess it up. Oh like, my gosh. You yes. Are, you you and I at times are going to be bad mother in laws. Oh yes, we are. And, and I think that's that, it, like that's just part of it. Well, my mom, I asked her last night and she said that she's had to learn, you know, to not be as nosy and ask some yeah, nosy yeah. questions. But she said, I do think it's important to offer grace when yeah. I do ask a nosy question because yeah. she said it's really hard to turn off being a mom and right. I was like wow that's so good like yeah I think it's really like if it upsets you you know you can say like you know I don't really appreciate that question and then yeah. move on have grace and move on yeah or just say like <laughs> I'd really rather not answer that I mean I yeah. think that communicates like 
hey, it was a little too far. A but, little too far. Yeah, yeah a and you don't too have to answer it. Yeah. And, but even that can be so hard to say. So hard. I say easily to my mom, but not right. necessarily to my mother-in-law. Right. So, yeah. Okay, next question was, would you say your relationship has improved or gotten worse since having kids? 63% said improved, 37% gotten worse, which is another one I was surprised by. Me too. I yeah. would say ours has gotten better. What about you? Um, better. Yeah. And, but yeah, I think it's been... More boundaries. Yeah, more boundaries are needed, you know, yeah. because I think with any grandparent, they no longer have kids in their home. And yeah. so they have these beautiful, sweet little grandkids yeah. that they want to see all the time. Yeah. Um, and I love that. But it's just also like, you know, but I'm the mom now. So yeah. I get that too. But I think it's been mostly improved and just, yeah. you know, ebbs and flows. Yeah, ebbs and flows. <laughs> Doesn't it all. Yes. <laughs> Okay, next question was, talk to us about boundaries you've set or think you and your partner will set in the future with your mother-in-law. Um, someone said, not comparing my relationship with her to her daughters to me and my mom's relationship. It's not a competition. Wow. So, yeah, so that's what I wanted to come back to later. Yeah, that's good. Um, I think that that... It's so hard to like figure out what that relationship looks like, but I think it's important to recognize it's a different kind of relationship and it's a new one to yeah. you. Like when you get married, yeah. unless you've been married before, like you've never been in this role and mm-hmm. you're like, it may be the first time that your yeah. mother-in-law's in this role. Right. So I think it's like, again, just having open dialogue. And I think the sooner you can have it, the better. And if you have to go back and have it, like it's going to be uncomfortable. Right. But it's going it's gonna benefit everybody in the long run. Yeah, and I think that is such a good thing of not comparing. Yes. Because like everyone knows my mom's my best friend. Right. And my sister in law and her mom, they're best friends. Right. But like I've told my sister in law, you know, like you can when your mom says something that upsets you, you can just write that in there, hash it out. Right. You know? And that's what I would do with my mom too. Yeah. But like you know, we have to approach things differently. So not comparing that because they've had an entire lifetime together. Right. Like I would never (laughs) compare your relationship with me to like your relationship with like Emily, Taylor, or Hannah. Right. Y'all have, you've been friends for how long? 26 years. Yeah. Like that would be insane. (laughs) I mean, it's, you have history. There's just, you've been through a lot together. Like, You've been really angry with each other. You've been really happy with each other. Like, it's just crazy to go in and think, especially if there are daughters in the family, to yeah. go in and think it's going to be the same. Right. Or or for the mother-in-law to go in and say, I'm going to have the, you know, she's going to be like my daughter. Because yeah. not everybody wants that. That's such a good point you know? of like, but that's an expectation thing. Yeah. Like having expectations of what it's going to look like. Not that it can't be so beautiful, but it may not be the relationship that you had like, you know, right. played out in your mind. And it can be healthy, but. It's important to voice expectations beforehand, but I think sometimes also you don't know. You what, don't know. You don't know yeah. until you're in it. Sure. And even then that's when it's like, just have the hard conversation. It's, yeah so hard but it is it's worth it yeah that's definitely worth it i think expectations is a thing in general like with every yes. relationship oh yeah <laughs> just like trying to talk it out beforehand um someone said husband has the difficult conversations delivers the bad news i do the opposite which we have talked about that before yeah i think yeah. that's a really good um rule of thumb i mean obviously like you still have to like what we said like you'll have to have yeah you can't go through your entire life and no. not say something hard to your mother-in-law yeah. like <laughs> I mean, you can, but but you won't have a lot of depth or value there. Right. And I I do think it's really great for most of the times, but then also sometimes I, like when we can't go to something or can't do something, I feel like it's important for me to say it too. Yeah. Um, 
like because I don't want it to always be it look like I'm trying to avoid. You I know. think it would be a good like starting point. Yes, as you ease into like if you when you first get married yeah. or like the first time you have conflict, and then you can kind of like take turns. Right, because I like that's a good point because I'm just saying like looking like right now where we are, if we can't go to something that you know that our my husband's family invites us to or whatever, I don't want it to always be him. Like yeah. I want me to be like, well, actually we have this going on, you know, and yeah, yeah, we all respect each other at this yeah. point, but maybe it wasn't there early, early on. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, so. and I think, like, I, if I could go back and do all of that differently when we had our major conflict, I would have had Neil, like, or Neil would have because now he would. Back then he wouldn't have because, again, we were young and didn't know what we were doing. Babies. But he, yeah, he <laughs> would say, talk to her, and then also say, like, you know, hash it out, and then also say, Taylor wants to have a conversation with you too, just Two. so y'all can yes. like be on the same page, even things out. Because yes. I blindsided her, and that wasn't fair. And also, it was over the phone, which was a terrible idea. Um, just always better in person. Always better in person, which isn't always possible. But maybe even Facetime. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just so you can Zoom see call. people's face, it just <laughs> yes. makes such a difference. It like, does. The meaning of a sentence can change. Like, can do a complete one eighty if you can complete. see someone's face. If you can see someone's like, like looking at my mother-in-law when we had that big conversation I'm looking at her I'm like I love you so yeah. much and like we hugged at the beginning because yeah. it was like I want you to know like I'm only having this conversation because I want resolution yeah, to yeah. fix things but even if you can't do it in person just seeing their face and yeah. their like feel their emotions on their face yeah or setting yeah. up the conversation with if you can't if you have to do it over the phone I love you I want resolution just saying all of start that, that instead of just being beginning. like hey yes. Yes. we got some things to talk about which is how I started just it. get it out on the table that you yeah. love each other and you're gonna the goal is to work yes. through it that is the end goal um, someone said about boundaries write a letter or sh- I we know this person she wrote a letter prior to having children to open a dialogue about roles expectations etc wow which is very smart I feel like wow you've been in therapy or something yeah. that's <laughs> impressive <laughs> Um, she does not stay in our house the week after babies are born, daytime visits only, which again is different for some people sure. would want overnight, yeah. but I think it is just expressing what you want or need yeah. and sticking to it, especially after you have a baby. Like, yeah. like you, some people you want are, a lot of help and some right. people don't. Yeah. You are the one who should be absolutely setting those ground rules yes. and everybody should be listening to those because yes. that is a very different situation than very just Very like, emotional. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a lot. Um, someone said we have a limit on spoiling grandchildren, make it educational or make it an experience with her, not just toys. That's smart. That's really good. Yeah. I, I think I've had this conversation with David because he was so spoiled at Christmas time as a kid. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, I just don't want our kids to get like so many things, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. I feel like if just saying that out loud though. Yeah. Agreed. Um, voice and expectations, mm-hmm. which we've been talking about. Um, we are a family, me, husband, kids, and you're a part of our extended family. We're not one big family. Oh. Which is harsh, but it's also true. I know. Like yeah. you are you're your a family unit, and I think you can acknowledge your bigger family unit. Right. Like you're all a family. Yes. But there is I think if unless there is a recognition of that nuclear family within itself, yeah. then yeah, you probably start to have some that trouble. makes me think of like I don't know why, but Christmas morning like is yeah. so that Christmas morning to me is just like a treasure. Yeah, and I told David like I just want it to be like our nuclear family, yeah. just us enjoying it, and then we go and see right. grandparents yeah. and in laws and that kind of stuff. But I think that's a good example of yeah. like like the pri- the prized moments. Like yeah, those are, you have to choose yeah. what's important to you and you stick to it because like as sad as it is, the in laws 
had that time yes. where they got to make those choices for their family yeah. and now their kids are grown and they have to respect like and that's why you really do have to like enjoy the little moments because one day one day they won't be yours like they'll be someone else's <laughs> but you get to like it's still so fun to get to I'm sure it's fun to get to watch your kids grow up and ha- make their oh own my gosh I'm, I can't things. even imagine yeah it makes me excited too sad and excited I know um, my husband and I are the parents when we're around we do the correcting of our children which I think is great that's a good one um, when she gives unsolicited advice we say we appreciate the insight but we have a plan and know what we're going to do that is a good way of saying it. Yeah, like saying agreed. that you appreciate it and not just being like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely agree. Um, no, no manipulative conversations with kids, no secrets or lies with kids. This is big something one. big that yes. we, I don't even think that we've talked about this with our parents, but we need to now that Sayla's talking. Um, yes. But say like, it's not, there's never going to be like a... At grandparents' house. Yes, like yes. we don't tell... It, it's different to me of like, I know you're going to spoil the kids more. You're going to let yeah. them like do things. And, you know, I want I want you to do that. Like that's yes. part of being a that's grandparent. That's part of being a grandparent, yeah. But never, ever will there be a time where you say, don't tell mommy and daddy that exactly. we did this. Ever. Even if it's just like you got ice cream for yes, dinner. Never. Tell me. Just don't, tell me. Yeah. I just... and Because secrets with little kids, like... It, it's it, just a bad... It's, it's just bad. A, well, it, it trains their brain to think that's okay. And then, yeah. uh, like, this is such a big jump, but it goes yes. to, like, if something happens with other kids or whatever, like, exactly. You just, I never or want other secret, adults. No secrets. No like, secrets. Period. And even just, like, I don't want, and I don't want them ever thinking that they can be, like, I guess you always are a little bit spoiled at your grandparents and act out or, you know, act a little bit different, mm-hmm. but I want them to know like there are still boundaries and yeah. you can still be disciplined. Like, you yeah. know, oh, if you act out at your grandparent, like they're going to tell us and you're going to be disciplined. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Um, communicate boundaries with kids, things that are an absolute no or yes when the kids are with them and we are not there. Mm. So this was, we've already done this once um and it wasn't like something happened I just I told Leanne because Sayla's old enough to start playing with like the neighborhood kids and stuff now and so I told her I was like our rule is that kids are never playing by themselves in a room yes um where I can't see them and I want that rule to be the same at your house and I would appreciate if you respected that and she was like I think that's a great rule we'll definitely do that it's like unfortunate that you have to think about those types of things but you do you do I mean you really do especially because there's older kids in the neighborhood and I love that she's playing with them and it's so fun but like it's just eyes a rule. need to be on. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next question was: How often do you communicate with your mother-in-law? Thirty-nine percent said multiple times a week. Twenty-three percent said once a week. Twenty-five percent said a few times a month, and fourteen percent said other. What would you say? Oh gosh, almost every day. Probably. Yeah, that's how we are too. Yeah. We, I mean, it's, usually, so, it's about something. Yeah, it's yeah. usually FaceTiming um, with Sayla, and she's like, I mean, we're talking too, but she, oh, yeah, because um, she's not in town. She wants to see her, so yes. I would say multiple times a week. Yep. Um, any questions, comments, or things to talk about concerning mother-in-laws? We asked you guys this. This first one is so good. This is from a therapist, and I'm so glad that she said this because I think this needed to be said in the wave of all of this. Well, just, yeah, go ahead and read it. (laughs) Sorry. She's jumping at And I haven't even read these, so I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying. Um, Narcissistic mother-in-laws are common issues in therapy clients. Normal rules of engagement do not apply when dealing with narcissism or toxic emotional abuse. So I think that's really good to acknowledge because we've been saying have grace, do yada yada, like put yourself in their shoes, which again, you should be doing. But there are relationships that 
that just doesn't work. Yeah, and like we said at the beginning, we can't pretend to know your your no, exact no, no. situation. Yeah, and there may need be there may need to be like serious therapy yeah. or like other or or just no relationship. I mean, yeah. if it's a toxic type of relationship and a separation is the best thing for you yeah. and your family, I think that's what's important. Well, and it, it's also really hard when you, because I think everyone naturally ends up at one time or another talking about their mother-in-law with their friends if something's going on. Sure. And the people who are around you and closest to you are going to affirm you and be like, "Yeah, that's crazy. That shouldn't be happening, whatever. I think the only way you can really and truly know the line between like you're frustrated, your feelings are hurt or mm-hmm. like, and you know, this is just a simple boundary or like this relationship really is unhealthy. Yeah. Maybe not the only way, but like. There's such a line there, you know? Yeah. And I think if you go to counseling and talk to someone about it. Knowing then if it's like. Yeah, they're going to put it in perspective for you of like, this is really unhealthy behavior. Or, hey, I really think that maybe you need to take a step back and evaluate these things about yourself. Right. Because if you just only go and talk to your people. Yeah, it's always going to come out in your favor. (laughs) Yeah, your people are going to support and believe whatever you say. For sure. Like that was, that's how it was when our stuff was going down. Then we went to counseling and the counselor was like, let me tell you something about yourself that you don't know. And I was like, oh. Oh, God. <laughs> You're <punch>. right. <laughs> yeah. No, that was really, really good. Um, someone said, what do you think most mother-in-laws want out of a relationship with their daughter-in-law? So I meant to ask my mom this, and I oh, forgot. Yeah. Um, but just from, like, in her responses about other things, I think she would say just like respect first off. Yeah. But also just like time. Like I think she, like my mom, especially like she wants to spend time with us, but she also has been very respectful of our time. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess it's not a really good at great answer, but I think she just wants like grace and respect also, you know, because she's going to make a mistake and she's, you know, she's a human too. And so she like her, her words of saying like, it's really hard turning off being a mom. Mm-hmm. I think that's a perfect way of saying it is like, you know, she wants to be so involved in yeah. our lives and she's trying to find that balance. Yeah. So. Well, I think, I think that's probably exactly what it is. If we're talking about like a generally healthy person, yeah. they want to be included. They want to be loved yeah. and they want a relationship. It's just like the getting there is probably yeah. hard. Yeah. And I think that like, that's what I mean, like with the time, like she wants to see us and spend time with us yeah. too, but she also knows how, she said that she values our family's time and she wants to respect that too. So a lot of the times, like there are times when she'll come and like drop off something and yeah. I'm like, go out to my portion. I'm like, you you came by. She was like, well, I texted and you didn't answer. So I just dropped it off. And yeah. I'm like, I really do appreciate that yeah. because like you didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. You had something, but you just like, you know, that's where being very yeah. respectful of our time and our family's time. I, I think that's great. I saw a TikTok one time about, it was this, um, it was these older parents. They had grown children and they did a TikTok about like ways that they respect their adult kids and mm. especially now that they're married. And it was stuff like that. It was yeah. like when I go to the grocery store, I pick up a few extra of their favorite things. And, you know, I text and ask if I can just come drop it off and I truly drop it off. Or if we want to see them and make plans with them, we text them in advance and we pick a date and we hold to it. We don't, and not that there's anything wrong with being spontaneous, but like, like you're saying, be respectful and acknowledge just like we are trying to acknowledge as best we can while we're working through all of it. Like you're your own human being, yeah. you're a person, like the same respect to us of mm-hmm. you have your own family, you have your own things. Like, yeah. you know, you're busy. We would love to see you. When can we make it happen? Yeah. No, I think that's so great. 
Okay, next one was it takes time like any relationship, mm-hmm. which is true. Don't be afraid to have the hard conversations with your mother-in-law, but do it face-to-face. It bonds you. Mm. I mean, I, gosh, I think that's so true because like, when I think too. back about like from that conversation we have, I feel like in that moment is when we were like we were closer from then yeah. on. You know, Agreed. Um, um, don't be afraid to have the hard conversation. Oh, you just said that. Sorry. <laughs> Can you talk about your grandmother's relationship with about grandmother's relationship with each other, mother and mother-in-law. Yes. Now, are your mom and mother-in-law, are they close? Um, not super close, but, yeah. like, they, um, you know, they talk and, like, but they don't, like, they live in different cities. Like, yeah. I think if um, we lived close to each other, they would be closer, but yeah. I honestly don't know of a lot that are close. I know. I think my situation is so bizarre. Yeah. Like, because my mom and mother-in-law knew each other. Yeah. From, like, their 20s. Yeah. And they love each other. Like, my mom comes on our, my husband's family vacation. Right, like, right. And, like, Christmas stuff. So I think that's, like, I don't really know if I'm the person to talk about it because they do love each other. And they're yeah. just, we're around each other all the time. Like, we just do things together. I think it, like, it's, I think the best way you could foster a good relationship is just to speak highly of the other one to the other one. Yes. Like, obviously, if something's going on, like, if you're close with your mom, you're probably going to complain to her, vent to her, whatever. That is such a good point. Which is normal, but I think also, like, doing a good job of, not that you can't do that, but, like, do a good job of acknowledging the positive, happy things and just being respectful of the other one to the other one. So this made me think about this, too, when I was just even thinking about, like, it's not fair for me to talk to my mom about my husband. Because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's her son-in-law. Like, she loves David, but she loves me more. So if I sit here and I'm only telling her the things that he's doing to annoy me, it's going to affect her in the same way, like, if I were to go to my mom and only say, right, (laughs) you know, like, this is frustrating me about Whoever. Completely. Yeah. Um, how to start now as a boy mom to help yourself be a great mother-in-law in the future. Oh, man. Gosh. I, I really don't know. I, I think, like, this is going to take a lot of reflecting. And, like, yeah. this is going to be hard for me because I yeah. feel so attached to River. Yeah. Um, but I think, like, even just acknowledging it right now, mm-hmm. like, that this is not something I probably would have ever thought of. But, like, acknowledging yeah. that, like, he is going to separate one day and that is normal and healthy yeah. in the way that it should be. Agreed. Like, because I don't think, you know, I don't know if our generation of, or our parents' generation really thought about that so much. You yeah. Know? I think just thinking about it is a good first step. Yeah. And I think like, like what we always say, like the negative or hard parts of your personality, cause everybody has them usually come out in every aspect or yeah. in every relationship and it's going to come out in that relationship. So yeah. I think it's just being aware of like the things that you do that can be off-putting or things you have to check because they are probably going to yeah. surface. Definitely. And I also think like telling River when he can understand one day like you are going to have your own family and yeah. your wife and like she's going to be your number one, you know, but yeah. like and like, I think changing the mindset too of like not mourning it because it is yeah. sad but yes. celebrating it. Celebrating it. Like yeah. you get to like you get to have your like a new woman in your life that you yeah. get to take care of and love on, and like I will always be here for you. But it's important for you to yeah, do like this. your family like, is growing. It's a legacy that you're leaving behind. Like it's generations that yeah. are affected by you and your leadership as a mom. Like yeah. I think thinking about that now, like what are the things that I'm doing now that are going to like set up future generations is never a bad thing. Yeah, I think that's going to be the, like, just communicating as he gets older and older and, like, you know. I wish we would stop talking about it in that way. Like, I think that's a good first step is stop talking about it as, like, we're losing, like, you're losing. Because, I mean, I know it's sad. Like, I acknowledge that. And, again, I don't have a son, so I know I'm talking out of pocket. But 
I think that if we change the language around it, it's like, it's just like everything else, like things that when people die, when people leave, when things change in life, it's sad, but the other, usually on the other side of it, there is something redemptive and good. Yeah. And like, I think about David and his mom, they love each other and they're still so close. He needs to do a better job of talking. Like, you know, men just are terrible at communicating with their moms. Completely. Maybe I'll tell River that. Like, I don't need a whole lot from you, but just maybe like a phone call every couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just tell me you're alive. You're good. Yeah. Yeah. You're still thinking about me every now and then. Yeah. How do you deal with mother-in-law out-of-town long visits? I don't know that. I think you, if you need to, you stay in a hotel. Yeah. Like, if you're going or if they're coming, like, if, if that is a boundary that needs to be set, yes. I think the earlier you can set it, the better. Yeah. And then I think having activities and plans is a really good thing. Yeah. Just having some kind of schedule. Like, so that you're not just, like, always at your house. Yeah, and like, yeah. sitting around. Like, yeah. I think having things to do is important if it's, like, a hard yeah. relationship. Yeah. That's, I don't know. That's what I would do. I don't really have any. I don't really have that experience. Yeah. Make <laughs> it know. make it a trip that still feels long enough mm-hmm. to feel worth it, but also, like, just keep it on the shorter end if you I need think to. It, if it's a long period of time, I don't think it's out of question to, like, maybe get a hotel or yeah. somewhere else. Yeah. You know, I know that's expensive, but maybe for part of the time? Yeah. I don't know. You, you got it. Whatever works for you. I yeah. Think you if have you to be want them in their, your house for that yeah. long, great. Like, just know what. Yeah, agreed. What's going to bother you? Agreed. Um, it's not your job to fix the relationship. Be kind and civil, of course. But sometimes they are who they are, and they just don't want to repair things. Mm. Do you agree? I mean, what do you think about that? Like, it's not your job to. Or is I, this saying, I like, do. Is this saying it's not your job to fix the relationship, like the mother-in-law daughter? So I know who wrote or? this, okay. and it's about just. It's a toxic mother-in-law. Got it. Got it. So I think, and I think, if there is tension between you guys, it, you do hold responsibility to yeah. make it better. But I think if it's one of those things of like they're just unhealthy and it's not like what we were saying earlier. Yeah, yeah like there's not. Yeah, it's not your job. Yeah. No, I think it, it's your I, job to be respectful. But yes, that's it. if it has broken, if it has become an unhealthy thing for yeah. you and your family, then I yeah, think yeah. absolutely you have to let it go. Agreed. Um, someone said, remembering how I would want to be treated and included as a mother-in-law. Mm. And then someone said they aren't all terrible relationships. But yes, so I, I think just like thinking about how I would want like my son and daughter-in-law, yeah. I think that has really changed my perspective yeah. too of like, you know, I would want to be included in some of the things. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, and I think it's like, it's always growing and changing. Like I bet if yeah. we listened to this episode 10 years from now, we would be like, oh, like we were dumb. What? <laughs> we had no clue. We had no clue or whatever. You know, like it's just, yeah. it's always, I think, reevaluating and always saying, like, we don't have it all figured out. Yeah. But you're trying. But you're trying. And I that's have, the important part. I have my mom and mother in law in a group text and I send ungodly amounts of photos. Yeah. Like they probably get annoyed. But you know what? I'm trying to include them yeah. in the daily stuff. No, you know? I think that's good. Like River's eating strawberries today. <laughs> they're like, Carly, we have a life. Yeah. They're like, I, we love him, but don't care that much. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, that was, was good. That was really good. That was we good. were a little bit nervous to talk about that. I'm gonna be yeah, honest. Yeah, I mean but. it's a it's a sensitive subject. It and, is, but it's also like it's really real. It's a it part is. of yeah, and it can be it can be really great if you yeah. are in a hard situation or a hard relationship. Just yeah, look at Taylor's. <laughs> yeah, example. I mean seriously, like it really it can was really, be redeemed. I I, yeah. I didn't go into details, but I'm telling you, it was really bad, yeah. and it is just completely on a 180. So. There is hope, and I truly would not have believed you if you had told me that. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Okay, now the things we're loving. Let's do it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I... Do you have yours? You go first. I do. So 
the belt bag is all the rage right all now. All the rage. And Carly, you might have said on the podcast, or maybe yeah. you're just texting about it. I don't remember. But yeah. she sent me, I was, I'm going to um, Cape Cod in a few weeks, and I have just like big shoulder bags yeah. or like over the shoulder bags, whatever. And I was like, I really want just like a small Lulu one that I can walk around and just yeah. keep my essentials in. So I asked Carly, I was like, because I know she had a bunch of belt bags now. So I was yes, like, I, do. I said, do you want another one? <laughs> do you want to sell your Lulu? And she's like, it's so dirty. Don't like, don't I'll- ever get a white bag. <laughs> Just don't do it. I bought a white one and Taylor can see it. It's so filthy. <laughs> So I was like, I just don't want to pay. Like the Lulu one is so expensive. So she sent me the Amazon dupe, which I got it in yesterday. And yeah. it's great. It's like $19 compared yeah. to what, 50 like, or 60 Yeah. It's like all the influencers rage about yeah, it yeah. now. So that's where um, I found it. <laughs> but it's great. I haven't used it yet. The quality is definitely not the quality of Lulu. Like, you know, it wouldn't last a really long time. Yeah. But for $19, it's I mean, pretty great. And it looks just like it. It looks exactly like yeah, it. Yeah. And I don't need like the Lulu. Yeah. Symbol I need you to it. bring it over next time so I we will. can do like an actual comparison. Yeah. Yeah. I will. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to get on. I'm going to get one. You, so. Yeah. We know you're going to get one. <laughs> I, got the, I got the black one. <laughs> oh, so you good. Did? Okay. I'll get yeah. the green one. <laughs> um, and then I know I talk about how I wear eye masks sometimes, but. I have these things in my freezer when I get a really bad headache that are, look oh. like an eye mask, but they have like little beads in them. Yeah. So you can heat them up or freeze them. And we've had them for so long and they're so gross. So I ended up throwing them out and ordering this new <laughs> cap that if you, like, if you just search like migraine cap, I sent Carly a picture of it on last night. you were wearing? Yeah. <laughs> it is so unattractive. But it like slides down over the top of I your need head. I can look at this photo, and it can go over your eyes if you want it to. <laughs> when I tell you that sob is cold, I am not kidding. It is so, like I couldn't put it all the Did way down on really, my head. Did it really help? Yeah, it helped a lot. Um, but it like slides on over your head, so it kind of squeezes. So if you have like yeah. a bad, because you know when you have a bad headache, if someone David like squeezes gets your horrible head, horrible headaches. He would really like that. I will tell you, the first ten minutes out of the freezer, you can't put it on. It's, yeah, I'm sure. Like, it will give you a brain freeze. Right. And but, that's like not helping. That's no, like no. The opposite but I let life. it like warm up a little bit yeah. and it was really great. I so. really am probably going to buy that because if David a, always has headaches. Yeah. If you're a headache migraine girly, it would be worth trying. Wow. That's a good, I had to pull up that photo. Those are my <laughs> only things. What are yours? Okay. So the first thing is, um, we have the Jeep double stroller. For uh-huh. the longest time I wanted the Zoe stroller, you've probably seen those, but this one is a lot, it's like $150 cheaper and it is so great. Faye is just now getting to where she can use it because she's big enough. Yeah. Um, it folds up really nicely. It's not too heavy. And like they both love, they just love being beside each other. I wanted the side by side one yeah. as opposed to the stackable one because I've heard the stackable ones are like hard to turn. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. So this one's really great. And then my second one is um, I bought a two pack of these sunglasses. I think Hey Maddie Nelson, she's a big influencer, yeah. posted about these. They're a two like two sunglasses for twenty dollars. They mm-hmm. are so cute. I think I sent. Did I show them? You said something about my sunglasses Probably, on the story. Yeah. Um, but they are like really, really dark. I think they're polarized too. So I love this. Love it. Yeah. You know, Sorry, I'm yawning. That's all it is. <laughs> She's tired. Okay, guys. So that is it. We hope you loved the episode. Yeah. As always, thanks for hanging out and getting messy with us. See, See you, you next week. week.